Now let's get to Martin Yang, Senior Analyst of Emerging Technologies and Services at Oppenheimer. Martin, we're also taking a look at Apple, which is ripping higher. It's up about 8% right now. Now only down about 12% year to date, but when you take a look at the monthly gain, up 13% this month alone. This, of course, after earnings that were good, but not necessarily great. So talk, talk to us about this move higher that we're seeing. What stood out to you in the earnings report? Yeah, um, I think there are a couple important points to take away from the earnings. Number one is how strong they still are in emerging markets. And those are the future growth drivers for hardware devices in the even longer term expansion of service revenues. And despite very harsh currency headwinds, those emerging markets still seeing very strong demand for Apple's hardware devices. And number two is just how steady their overall paid subscriptions are growing. You know, in this recessionary environment, uh, it's somewhat intuitive to think that hardware device, uh, high-end hardware devices like Apple are gaining share. But when you look deeper, uh, they have a higher relative value comparing to, you know, Android devices and other PC, Windows PCs. So uh, it's actually a better investment for the longer term uh, for new hardware buyers. And that builds an even stronger base of future services for Apple. And that's why I think it's right to believe that, you know, Apple's outlook relative to other uh, mega tech and big tech will outperform, continue to outperform. We think about the recessionary environment, we haven't even gotten to that recession, at least here in the United States. So do you expect that demand to be able to continue if we do, in mm -hmm. fact, see what so many are calling for with a recession next year? Yeah, I do see maybe a moderation of uh, hardware unit sales into calendar 2023. We have gone through two years of very strong product cycles. You can you see a very consistent inflow of switchers and upgrades, uh, upgraders in uh, U.S. as well as in Europe. And uh, so, uh, and also Apple pointed out uh, app store sales as well as advertising work came under pressure, uh, partly from the macro pressures. So we do see uh, near-term risks on, on unit sales, but overall, uh, those are not serious en enough to undermine the long-term trajectory of both the revenue shifts to more service, high margin service revenues, and a very steady increase of overall active uh, hardware install base. We did see, or Apple saw iPhone sales I guess disappoint compared to analyst expectations, as did that services revenue. Are you surprised that the market's kind of shrugging off those misses, though, and surging 8% right now? Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not surprised by um, the, the last quarter sales performance of iPhone. I'm more surprised by the language they have around 4Q expectations. I think my interpretation is there's still some moderate year-real growth to be expected in <laughs> as currency headwinds uh, becomes even uh, even worse on a year-over-year basis. And, and also, um, they are likely the only one who have sustained a relatively steady uh, 4Q outlook uh, comparing to other uh, uh, hardware and software companies. Yeah, they said year-over-year -year revenue will grow in December, but slower than the 8.1% growth in the September quarter. So you have a $190 price target on Apple. It's currently trading around 156 So what is it that gets it to $190? Mm -hmm. uh, when we have now, now given a much more moderate service revenue outlook, we still think 
the service alone can add uh, 20 billion revenues in the next two years. And then that translates to easily 60 to 70 cents EPS. So that compares to $6.11 that they achieved in last fiscal year, coming from a very conservative service revenue estimates alone. And in meantime, uh, once we have uh, gone over uh, uh, some of the po private policy changes, I do expect the overall app economy to grow again. So that pro provides us with upside on service revenue and its EPS contribution. And on, on the other hand, uh, I think we will still see very steady growth on the hardware sales. Um, while iPhone may moderate, but iPad, Mac, as well as other uh, accessories and uh, hardware devices may still grow at reasonably, you know, five to 10% uh, year over year in the next two years. Yeah. We saw 25% growth in terms of max, which actually surprised me given the slowdown that we keep talking about mm -hmm. in PC sales. Any other big tech stocks that look attractive to you at these levels, maybe more of a value because Apple is outperforming the broader market. Any that, you're, mm -hmm. that you'd be scooping up, uh, buying the dip, if you will? Yeah, so I think um, if you have an open mind with tolerance for international stocks, I do look very favorably at Sony. Uh, Sony has been uh, hurt by a tremendous shortage of um, hardware components that goes into PS5, and that has been fully resolved. So you have much higher accelerated growth for PS5 hardware, and that usually couples with strong game sales, higher margin game sales for Sony. And at the same time, uh, Sony itself is getting into uh, EVs, very, uh, and also it, uh, its semiconductor business uh, goes well with Apple and uh, has an overwhelming dominance on the high-end phones uh, that will catch uh, that will benefit from the consistent uh, iPhone market share game. What about just in terms of the tech sector overall? Because obviously we're starting to see this kind of, uh, you know, instead of just being able to classify mega cap tech, it seems like there, there needs to be, uh, you know, it's more of a stock picker's market, especially in this sector, if you will. Do you think that will continue or what's your outlook for the tech sector overall? Yeah, I think it will remains to be very much a stock. It would be a better market for stock pickers. Um, so, um, you know, our recent conversation with investors indicates you know, they are looking um, for two things mostly. Number one is how much 2023 numbers are de risk and how re realistic the number uh, 23 outlook is. And number two is, you know, how durable is the core of free cash flow generation uh, is for the respective company. Uh, because we are in a very dynamic market uh, where you will see certain uh, very rapid shifts in between different product segments where um, previously you thought. Uh, high margin segments can grow well and make very good contribution to free cash flow. And suddenly, due to certain uh, changes in geographies and consumer segment, that profit, uh, future profit goes away. So, you know, two things is the, you know, re re uh, reasonable expectation for 23 and the core free cash flow generation. All right. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. Martin Yang, Senior Analyst of Emerging Technologies and Services at Oppenheimer. Really appreciate it. Thank you.